0: Wes Duna <laughs> back in studio. Wes, how are you? Yeah, very well. How are you guys? Can't complain. Can't complain. We're <laughs> good, happy to good, have good you t- back. Yes. Yeah, so um, we had the budget speech two weeks ago. Yeah. So we're going to more just dig into it. I know that Denish Martin also spoke about it in our property segment. But it's good to just get your insight from a financial perspective as well and, yeah. and how it's going to impact our budget. So are there any other insights you can give us maybe in relations to investing or personal income taxes?
1: Yeah, so I mean, overall, the, the impression has been that it's been quite a well-received budget mm-hmm. there, And I say this every year there, There's so many different stakeholders So everyone is going to have a very different opinion on the budget In terms of how it affects them mm-hmm. So municipalities will have their own view State-owned entities will have their own view State departments like police and education and health They all, all have their own view But one area that everyone is affected is tax So I mm-hmm. thought I'm going to share some of the insight there initially Sure. And firstly, the good news was that there were no tax increases That unchanged, companies tax is actually going to go down from next year From 28% to 27% okay. And yeah. the purpose of that is we need to be competitive globally With a whole bunch of other corporate tax rates around the world If we want to encourage investment in South Africa, we need to be at a comparable level So that's mm. a good news um, And then there was also no bracket creep Which Mm. if you remember We chatted about this last year And bracket creep Is this stealthy way Of increasing taxes Without actually raising the tax rate So we are in a tiered system Where Mm -hmm. everyone So as your salary increases You could potentially fall Into a new higher tax bracket And if government doesn't adjust These tax brackets It means you'll get pushed Into this higher income tax bracket You'll start paying a higher percentage Mm. And you pay more tax But it happened in a stealthy way Because government never actually increased taxes So what they need to do every year Is inflationary adjustments to these tax brackets And that is what they did this year So those brackets widened by 4.5% Which means if you've got a salary increase You'll likely stay in the same tax bracket So that's a good thing And um, and if you kind of use the tax calculators online, it's different for everyone, but you can work out how much you will save in comparison to last year. And for the average person, that's normally about between four to 6,000 Rand a year, maybe 400 Rand a month mm-hmm. on your on your rebates. Wow.
0: Okay, wow. All right, fantastic. Thank you, Wes. Okay, so that was a bit of a summary of some of the tax changes and updates. Was there anything specific... That uh, you, or that was in your Attention when it came to investing Or anything interesting there?
1: Yes, so There was some good news there for the average Investor in that there was a change to Reg 28, so let's start With Reg 28, we, we spoke about It previously, um, but when we Talk retirement money, we essentially Meaning money invested in Retirement annuities or pension Funds or provident funds, and Reg 28 is this rule Which governs how your retirement Money is invested, mm-hmm. and it came about because of the global financial crisis in two thousand and seven. And what reg twenty eight is trying to do, it's trying to place limits on how your money can be invested and to de-risk it so that there's a lower risk of losing money. Mm-hmm. And by way of example, we potentially, we pay our money across to our retirement funds, to either it's Liberty or Allen Gray or whoever we use. They cannot now go and invest that all in very high-risk equities or all of it in property, which can be quite illiquid. Sure. So what Reg 28 does is it says it places limits on the fund managers in terms of how they can invest So some of the examples are that you, The fund manager can only previously Take 30% of that money offshore So okay. the remaining 70% has to be invested in South Africa mm-hmm. um, they, can, um, they can only invest up, up to 25% in property And no more than that And they can only invest up to 75% in shares or equity Sure. So this the, the purpose of this Is just to diversify the fund And to de-risk it And this protects members' retirements So what happened after the global financial crisis A lot of people lost money yeah, Just before savings. retirement yeah? Yeah. So they've been saving for many years Mm. Their savings weren't adequately diversified And when that global financial crisis hit Many people lost a large portion Of their hard-earned retirement So this original intention behind Reg 28 Was to protect members against losing money By forcing asset managers To diversify and lower risk And then that change happened Because the change that has happened now um, is that government has allowed a higher portion of the amount to be invested offshore So previously it was 30% mm. This has been changed from 30 to 35% mm. And they also allow a further 10% um, outside of South Africa, within Africa Okay, so that means sure. now you can invest up to um, 45% of your money offshore
0: that's quite interesting. Wow. Um, I missed that part. In, in the, while we're talking about retirement now, um, we there was some talks about that you can take your retirement fund earlier before you retire, actually. Um, and if it is that it, it is correct, do you think it's a good idea?
1: So this is currently a discussion and nothing has been legislated yet. But okay. this is typically a battle between the labor unions that are Kind of the loud voice Calling for the people To be able to access Their retirement money More easily Especially through crisis Like COVID Mm. Or when you just need Access to some money Mm -hmm. And and the other side of it Is government Who don't really want that Because they try to Encourage people to save So that in retirement They don't need social grants That they can take care Of themselves Mm -hmm. And there has already kind of been an alignment From last year of pension funds Provident funds and, re- and retirement annuities To almost make them all exactly the same With the big difference Previously has been that Retirement annuities are far more restricted; That don't allow you access to that cash before you retire, whereas with the other two, you used to be able to get access to that cash, and with the pension f- fund, or sorry, with the provident fund, you could actually get up to you could take all of it in cash. Whereas with yeah. the pension fund, you, you were limited in how much you could take. So there really has been this alignment. Um, and this is still an ongoing discussion around, uh, and we're going to wait to see what happens in is this it? battle between government and the labor unions.
0: Sure, it's a difficult one because, uh, like you say, we need to learn to sa- well, not learn to save at that that age. I think a m- mature age, you already know how to save. But the thing is, just do we take it earlier or mm. not? You know, yeah. so it's a difficult one there. You
1: know, sometimes people need that money; they need mm. access to it, especially when there's been loss of employment. But there isn't always the realization that now, how do you make the that up. Well, how do you because that I'm going to
0: tell you, if there's a hundred rand in my wallet, it goes easy. <laughs> if it's in the bank, it doesn't go that yeah. easy. Yeah. So, yeah. Sure. Okay. So uh, what would you say is your overall impression of the budget speech? Now, of course, bearing in mind that you mentioned, it depends how you look at it, what your point of view is and how you're personally impacted by it.
1: Yeah, so um, I've listened to a few kind of talks after the budget, just different Mm -hmm. voices and opinions on it. And, And I think it has been a fairly good budget. And, and mainly from the message that's coming out of it. So there are three things that are being communicated that I really like about it. First one is around state-owned entities. And the messaging and the communication has been that they need to sort themselves out. Mm-hmm. And and so the, this communication was from our finance minister. He said, the future of state-owned companies will be informed by the value they create and whether they can be run in a sustainable manner. Now, there was also some communication around public-private partnerships and an admission that government doesn't seem to have the ability to provide the required infrastructure and support. So, you know, you can think ESCOM in this example. This is good messaging. Government mm. saying, we are willing for there to be public-private partnerships. Mm. Accepting that the state cannot do everything and that potentially private can do it better mm. The second mm-hmm. thing is that the public wage bill has been a huge issue The, yeah. um, the amount of uh, public servants that we have and their salaries um, And this is something that government has been looking to tackle And it's extremely sensitive But government employee salaries are only going to be increased by 1.8% over the next three years which is well below inflation So yeah. again, that's why I say if, you, if you're a public employee Your view on the budget might not have been fantastic <laughs> But we, if you sit on the outside of that You're going, mm. wow, yes, we're tackling a sensitive issue And this is the right thing to do um, And then lastly Another message that I liked Was that a recognition that higher taxes don't actually result in higher revenue for the state. Okay. Especially when the spending of those taxes is not deemed to be fair, or, or uh, there's potential—it's potentially viewed as there's corruption. So government, we saw this as an example, and they admitted it. A few years ago, they raised the highest tax bracket to 45%. Mm -hmm. So if you're the top earner and you're in that tax bracket, you're taxed at 45%. They have not seen the projected revenue come in that they thought that they would. And so they are understanding that just because you charge higher taxes doesn't mean that your tax revenue for the country increases. And their communication was around this, and they said that now is not the time to raise taxes. Mm. They actually potentially could find what they're trying to do is focus on collection is saying that taxes are fine, we need to get better at collecting it, better at enforcing compliance. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those have been the three key messages that I've really liked out of the budget.
0: Yes, definitely. Um, well, I think it's it's a positive, like you uh, mentioned in the beginning, it's a positive view. Uh, most people accepted this and said, you know, this is not too bad. We can we can manage this. Okay. So this is wonderful. Wes, thanks a lot. Uh, this is, was just actually just a, a general summary of tax implications for the next tax year, as well as a bit of understanding as how how government comes up to these um, decisions that they make. So if you want to know more, if you want to find out exactly, if you have more tax questions, if you want to find out how it will implicate your financial um, uh, situation or stance, I think it's best to contact Wes. His email is at multitrust.net. Wes, thanks a lot for again, cool. again for this week's Pennywise. Cool. We'll see you next week. Cheers. Cheers. Bye-bye. Ah, bye.